0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, and I'm the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I know it's been a few weeks since I've did did a podcast, recorded a podcast, so we're we're back on the horse now. We're going to do what we got to do to get this information out. So, as you all know, I'm in the midst of a series titled Asking It Is Given, which is from a book from Esther and Jerry Hicks. And today I'm going to teach chapter 17, uh, which is where you are, where are you rather, and where do you want to be? Before I start, though, I want to read something I think that really supports this process that I'm trying to get across, which is vibrational alignment, using your imagination to create the good you desire. So I went and pulled up a quote from Norman Vincent Peale. Um, from a book called positive imaging and this is what he wrote there's a powerful and mysterious force in human nature that is capable of bringing about dramatic improvement in our lives it is a kind of mental engineering that works best when supported by a strong religious faith it's not difficult to practice anyone can do it Recently, it has caught the attention of doctors, psychologists, and thinkers everywhere, and a new world has been coined to describe it. The word is imaging, derived from imagination. Imaging, the form of mental pictures or images, is based on the principle that there is a deep tendency in human nature to ultimately become precisely like that which we imagine or image ourselves as being. An image formed and tenaciously, excuse me, image formed and held tenaciously in the conscious mind will pass presently by a process of mental osmosis into the unconscious mind. And when it is accepted firmly in the unconscious mind, the individual will strongly tend to have it, for then it has you. So powerful is the imaging effect on thought and performance that a long-held visualization of an objective or goal can become determinative. Determinative, excuse me. Imaging is a positive thinking, is positive thinking carry one step further. In imaging, one does not merely think about a hope for a goal. One sees or visualizes it with tremendous intensity reinforced by prayer. Now let's break that down for a moment. So, as we work with this concept of imaging, visualizing, getting into vibrational alignment, it's important that you can get clear in your mind. I often say it, the mental equivalent, clarity of thought and conviction of feeling. It's really important that you recognize that you have to get clear in your own mind. You have to get clear in your own mind on June 27th, yeah, June 27th, I'm recording this. Yeah, I record these, pre-record these. So obviously I'm not, whenever this lands, it won't be the day. But if you go to the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page and look up the lesson I did on Think and Grow Rich recap, what you'll see is I gave a real good explanation from Napoleon Hill's perspective. About prosperity and all that goes up into creating the life you desire. So, anyway, you have to be able to image. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to get into alignment with it, no matter what. It's one more thing I want to read from this book, and then we're going to jump into our real book for this series. Norman Vincent Peale wrote Imaging is kind of a laser beam of the imagination a shaft of mental energy in which the desired goal or outcome is pictured so vividly by the conscious mind that the unconscious mind accepts it and is activated by it. This releases powerful internal forces that can bring about astonishing changes in the life of the person who is doing the imaging. So when you start to get focused in your mind, it's like a laser beam. A laser beam is intense focus light It's a big difference between a flashlight and a laser beam a flashlight can shine on a wall a laser beam can cut through it the difference is the focus the difference is the intensity and it's the same thing with your mind so what i'm just trying to get across to everyone is that you have to get some mental clarity you have to be clear Go to that Facebook page, the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page, and look at my Think and Grow Rich recap. I think it'll give you some good information about what you want to do and how you want to do it, do what you have to do. And I also want to let you know that be on the lookout by the time this plays. It'll be before then. on July 9th, check me out my sermon for Christ Universal Temple, which is um, The Courage to Dream. So on July 9th, 10.30 a.m. at 12, or you can just catch it whenever you catch it, uh, the Christ Universal Temple YouTube or Facebook page on YouTube is CU Temple, CU and the word Temple together. And get this supplemental information you need to be able to support what you need to do. All right. So I read the Norman Vincent Peale stuff, so let me let me get back to the book that I'm actually teaching, which is Asking It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. We're on chapter 17 now. Where are you? Where do you want to be? Now, they started off talking about the GPS system, you know, the navigation that you have on your phone or your car that lets you know this is where you are, this is where you want to be. And the GPS basically maps out the best way to get to where you want to go. All right. And I love this because they wrote the navigational system never asked, Where have you been? It does not ask, why have you been there so long? Its only mission is to assist you in getting from where you are to where you want to be. Your emotions provide a similar guidance system for you, but their primary function is also to help you travel the distance from where you are to wherever you want to be. It is extremely important to know where you are in relationship to where you want to be in order to effectively move closer to where you want to be. Now, first of all, let me just start off by saying that God in you knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. That's a good affirmation to take for yourself. God in me knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. God in me knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. God in me knows what to do, when to do it and how to do it. There's a divine intelligence within you that knows how to get you from where you are to where you desire to be. But you have to follow the processes. What do I mean? This is why I started off reading the the part about the imaging. You have to be able to get clarity of thought. You got to get clear with your conviction. You have to get into vibrational alignment with that which you desire. Vibrational alignment. Remember, as I started this series off months ago when I stated that thought is vibrational impulse. Thought is mental energy mental vibration, mental impulse. So to think is to radiate. And what you radiate, you attract. What you radiate, you align with. What you radiate, you produce. So it's really important to recognize that imaging, like I've mentioned with the laser from the Norman Vincent Peale quote, is a way of creating intentional, concentrated, focused thought toward what it is you want to produce in your life. Don't miss that. Concentrate it. All right, back to the book. So when it talks about your emotions, again, as I've stated before, I think they use emotions almost like you're not your, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm upset, but more or less, how do you really deeply feel in in connection or in alignment with, what, with where you want to go? Because many times intuition shows up as a feeling, therefore, it gives you an opportunity to work on it differently. Matter of fact, in the and you can look this up if you go back through my series called "The How to Use Your Twelve Gifts from God" that I did about ten or eleven years ago. Now, I think the fourth or fifth episode is on wisdom. I'm trying to remember uh, wisdom or and judgment, and one of the ways in which wisdom and judgment. Is taught in the Twelve Powers of Man concept by Charles Fillmore. That's promoted by Unity, UFBL, and other some other New Thought circles from Charles Fillmore's original uh, concept. Is that wisdom also is a not only is a spiritual idea, it's a mental faculty, but it also has an energy center location in the pit of the stomach. That's why many times when something isn't right, you feel it in the pit of your stomach because that's your intuition telling you. Through feeling, something is off. Something is off. And it's good to pay attention to it. All right. Now, you can go back and find those lessons. If you've never listened to the How to Use Your 12 Gifts from God series and you want to drill down to some deep metaphysics, check that series out. Anyway, back to the book. Page 88. The greatest gift that you could ever give to another is your own happiness. But when you are in a state of joy, happiness, or appreciation, you are fully connected to the stream of pure positive source energy that is truly who you are. All right. So, what it's saying is the best thing you can do for anybody is to be happy yourself. The best thing you can do for anybody is to be healthy yourself. The only thing, the best thing you can do for anybody is to be prosperous yourself. You know, Reverend Ike, the great, new thought, metaphysical teacher of the late 60s, 70s, and 80s, You know, made his transition early 2000s, early mid-2000s. He used to say, it was mid two thousand, right around 2007, 8, anyway. I met him a few times, even had an opportunity to have dinner with him for uh, two, three hours, and which was one of the highlights of my life. But anyway, Reverend, I got in a lot of trouble in the early 70s because he said, The best way to help poor people is to not be one of them. He got a lot of flack, but people didn't recognize what he was saying, in my opinion. I think what he was saying was, how can you help someone when you're in the same predicament? It's easier to pull someone out of the hole than it is to push them out of the hole when you're in the hole with them, to lift them up out of the hole. So you get out, you get happy. You don't have to drop in consciousness to help someone who is not expressing the goodness of God at the same level you are. But when you're at a higher level, it gives you an opportunity to know what the best way it is for God to show up as you in that experience. But again, the best thing you can do for anybody else is to be happy. How do you show up as the best parent? Make sure you're happy. How do you show up as the best spouse? Make sure you're happy. How do you show up as the best boss or employer or or employee? Make sure you're happy. How do you show up as a good citizen? Make sure you're happy first. You know, I I think the pessimism and resignation that's in the world right now around money, around jobs, around career, around education, around politics is affecting people's moods. You know, I was just saying this uh, last week with some friends of mine as we were listening to Earth, Wind & Fire. Uh, the song Fantasy, which I love by Earth Wind and Fire. And and I was saying, man, people aren't making this type of inspirational music like they used to. I'm not saying it's never being made, but if it's being made, it's not being promoted. That type of music, which was on every radio station, you know, millions of song, you know, songs being played weekly. I mean, rotations of the song being played weekly at one point. And even though the song is over 40 years old, it still has power because it lifts the soul. People feel good when they hear it. But if we only produce art, songs, media, TV, movies that only function at the lowest baseline, then that's indicative of culture, in my opinion. Now, again, I'm not, I'm all for I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I love the action movies and and superhero movies and the fighting movies and the kung fu movies with long ponytails and bad dubbed over voices. I love all that stuff. But you got to have the other stuff too. Because you just can't think about the worst expressions of humanity without it having an effect on your psychology. What do you do to keep your mind healthy enough so you can be an open and receptive channel? What are you reading? What are you are you praying? Are you meditating? Are you studying? Are you you know, hopefully, as you listen to this podcast, I'm one of the ways in which you keep your consciousness in alignment. And if that's the case, I'm honored. However, you have to have a steady diet of it. Just like the old commercial, you are what you eat, from your head down to your feet from the 70s. They used to play on Saturday mornings between the cartoons. Well, I'm saying you are what you think. Back to the book. Then it says, it talks about no one needs you to be or do things for them in order for them to be fulfilled. But all of them have the same access to the stream of well-being that you do. That's key. All right. That's key. In other words, everybody has to get connected to their own source. Everybody has to recognize that their first responsibility is their own happiness, and it can not be dependent on what other people do or don't do. So we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. right welcome back to truth transforms i'm in again in the midst of the book asking it is given i'm in chapter 17 where you are and where do you want to be and i'm jumping right back on where i left off the end of bottom of page 88 talking about people uh being happy based upon what other people do or don't do they wrote for they cannot control the way any other behaves. And if that control is necessary for their happiness, then they are in trouble. In other words, the only person you can truly control is yourself. Even people who are parents know. Even when it's children, only up to a certain extent can you control them. I can remember being a kid and I was in one of those families where, it, where, you know, they were liberal with the whoopings. You know, not whoopings, whoopings. And there were times where I would just take the whooping. My mind didn't change. I took the whooping. Yeah, I might have got quiet, but I just took the whooping and I still have my same opinion. You know, I can even remember times when, uh, you know, my mother would cook certain meals and I didn't want to eat them. And I would just tell her, I'll take the whooping. I'm not eating it. And when she realized that, she was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna win with this because I made up my mind. I just had firm conviction. I'll take the whooping." And trust me, they were real whoopings. There wasn't no light little taps. There was no. I didn't grow up in the timeout era. It was like go in the corner and look at the wall and think about what you've done. I didn't grow up in that era. Uh, so saying I'll take the whooping had serious repercussions. But sometimes. You just got to stand on what you got to stand on. And I was willing to do it. Therefore, it's important for you to recognize that you don't completely control what a person does or doesn't do. They have their own mind, just like you have your own mind. So if that's the case, and it is, then your number one goal should be to make sure that you are in harmony with the I am, the Christ, the God of your own being. And produce your own happiness. Then you can be happy with others. Then you can share joy and love and peace and wisdom with others. But you can't give what you don't have. And it's hard to serve on an empty tank. Back to the book. Page 89. Your happiness does not depend on what others do, but only upon your vibrational balance. And the happiness of others does not depend on you, but only on their own vibrational balance. For the way anyone feels at any moment is only about their own mix of energies. Mm. What they think about, what they feel, what they believe, what they accept, their own paradigm, their own context. That's what's really happening at all times. Now, I'm not saying that they're not objective things that happen in the world as facts. I'm not saying any of that. But even facts are colored by how you see it, what you feel, and what you believe. Everything is colored by consciousness. Even objective facts. Even objective facts. We'll get an objective fact and the mind will go right to, well, what does that mean? Or I accept it, or I reject it, and this is why. There were people who fought against, you know, Copernicus and uh, Galileo and whatever, different people that were like, hey, the sun is the center of the solar system and the earth rotates around it with the other planets. And they got in a lot of trouble. That was the fact. But the mind doesn't care about facts if it gets in the way of its own opinion now that's using it in the example of the sun and the and the earth is an erroneous way in my opinion of using that skill but the fact the mind is going to do what it wants to do regardless of opinion can be used by you when you understand let me see prosperity when there's no proof or facts of money let me see health when the, when the prognosis and the diagnosis is saying something else. Let me see peace, even when it's chaos all around me. Let me see myself as perfect, whole, and complete, even when I haven't had the best upbringing and support in life. Let me see myself winning. Let me see myself successful when there is no reason for me to believe that I can be successful. So, If you use that skill properly, it can help you lift yourself out of negative circumstances into positive and successful experiences if you do it right. If you use it to argue that the the earth is still the center of the universe, you're just using it for something that won't change your own individual experience. All right, back to the book. the way you feel is simply clearly and always the indicator of the vibrational balance between your desires and your vibrational offering, which from your vantage point, you have launched. So again, it's talking about getting into alignment. How do you know if you're close? How do you feel uh, about your good? Do you feel close to it? Do you feel aligned with it? Are you functioning from a sense of knowing? Or does something feel off? This is, so when you're doing your spiritual treatment work, what you're seeking to get is that feeling of alignment. That feeling of alignment. And this is why I'm giving you all these tools. Matter of fact, I um, I recently taught a lesson at Unity Chicago, which is on the north side of Chicago, far north side of Chicago. And the lesson was demonstration, the fruit of consciousness. It was on June 25th. You can go to their YouTube page and watch the lesson, Demonstration of Fruit of Consciousness. And I was talking about the process of demonstration and why it's necessary. Make sure you go and check that out. It was really good, by the way. Anyway, and I'm not just saying that because it was me. I'm saying it because of the the impact that it had on people who listened to it. The feedback that I received was that was a game changer because it made me think differently. It's not a long lesson but it's impactful. All right. Now, as I'm looking at this, I'm going to turn to page 90. Your vibrational universe has the law of attraction as its basis. That means that your universe is about inclusion. When you give your attention to something that you desire and you say yes to it, you are including it in your vibration. But when you look at something you do not want and you say no to it, you are including it in your vibration. When you give no attention to it, you do not include it, but you cannot exclude anything that you're giving your attention to because your attention to it includes in it your vibration every time without exception. So yet again, where your attention goes, your power flows. The more you give your attention to what you don't want, the more you're saying to the universe, give me more. So put your mind on where you want to be. Put your mind on where you want to go. Get clear. As I've given you three extra lessons to watch. Go and watch the the July 25th demonstration of fruit of consciousness on the Unity Chicago page. I've given you the go back and listen to my how to use your 12 gifts from God uh, series on this on this actual uh, podcast platform. I did it 10 or 11 years ago. Check that out. And it was one other one I gave you now. Oh, yeah. The June 27th lesson on Facebook. Go to the Christ Universal Temple Facebook page and listen to my Think and Grow Rich recap where I give six definite steps to bring the idea into manifestation work with it and as you work with it as a really smart lady that used to teach me the reverend dr johnny coleman used to say it works if you work it so i'm going to be with you next week i'm gonna teach chapter 18 you can gradually change your vibrational frequency because i'm sure you want to learn how to do that so stay tuned Uh, i'm not going to take a break for a little while far as i know so we're going to push through and get you know a series of episodes through before i take the next break god bless you and i'll be with you next week with truth transform Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show.